Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You're going through this trial. It's a very difficult hardship in your life. How are you going to get through it? Oh, well, God is going to get you through it. And the way he's going to get you through it is he's going to give you what you need to get through it by giving you the perseverance while in it. Lord, I need perseverance. Okay, here you go. No, I don't want it that way. In other words, what we're saying is, I want out of this. This is In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. Is your attitude while going through a trial one of surrender, or do you fight against the Lord, making it even harder on yourself? Pastor J.D. teaches today that God gives the perseverance we need during the hard time we're experiencing. It comes down to trust and learning to wait on the Lord. Surrender will bring freedom and growth. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now here's Pastor J.D. in Ephesians chapter 3 with part 1 of his message, When Life Gets Hard. We're going through Ephesians chapter by chapter and verse by verse. And today we begin a new chapter in chapter 3, having completed chapter 2 a couple of weeks ago now. Our text is going to be verses 1 through 15, beginning in verse 1, where the Apostle Paul, writing by the Holy Spirit, says... Verse 1, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, verse 3, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery, verse 6, is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, This grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and, verse 9, to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished 
in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, verse 12, and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Wow. (laughs) I want to talk to you today about those seasons in our lives when life just gets really hard. (laughs) And I want to talk more specifically about how it is that the Lord gets us through those hard times as only He can and always does. If there was ever a man who knew a thing or two about a hard life, it had to be the Apostle Paul, who himself had suffered tremendous hardship for over 25 years. We're not just talking about a a short season of time. We're talking about a period of 25 plus years. Paul had experienced unspeakable difficulty. And we know this because he actually lists some of what he had experienced in his second epistle to the church in Corinth. It's recorded in the 11th chapter. I want to read verses 23 through 28. Hang on, it's uh, pretty intense, pretty gnarly. Listen to what he says. And he's actually, interestingly, he finds himself defending himself, which he didn't like to do, and he actually rarely did. He's defending himself against those who were attacking him and falsely accusing him. And listen to what he says of them. Verse 23, are they servants of Christ? Now we're told parenthetically, and this was added by the translators, I am out of my mind to talk like this, which again speaks to the rarity of the Apostle Paul writing like this, as strongly as this. But listen to what he says in his own defense. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews, his own brethren, the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked besides everything else. (laughs) I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. 
Wow. Please don't think for a second that Paul is in any way soliciting pity or feeling sorry for himself. No, he's writing about all that he went through for a reason. That to the Corinthian church, now to the Ephesian church, and he does so, listen, imprisoned under house arrest. That's when he writes this letter. He's imprisoned under house arrest, under Roman imprisonment, and get this, he's chained every night to a Roman guard. He's free to move about during the day he's under house arrest, but at night he's chained to a Roman guard. No wonder he didn't didn't get much sleep (laughs) during the night. And that's what he's going through as he writes this epistle. Now, that's what has happened to the Apostle Paul, but it's important to understand why it's happened. Paul is imprisoned for his unwillingness to compromise the Word of God. That's why. Do you realize that he could have gotten himself out of this Effortlessly, had he but just bribed the officials? Had he but just compromised even just a little bit the Word of God? It would have certainly been much easier for him. And here's the thing, if this weren't bad enough, his strong stand, which got him in prison in the first place, had to do with his efforts to reach the Gentiles for Christ. That's why he's imprisoned. That's why he's going through this difficulty. And just as a little side note, don't you think it's rather interesting that conspicuously absent from any of Paul's writings are any complaints about being imprisoned unjustly, unfairly, being accused falsely, There's no complaining. He knows why he's there, and he's standing his ground, and he won't back down, and he stands strong, and he remains steadfast. How does he do that? I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Just that list that I read in 2 Corinthians, how many of us would have been able to get through something like that? I mean, one shipwreck... (laughs) That's one shipwreck too many for me. How about a physical beating? How many times he was beaten and whipped 40 times minus one? Listen, I I just get hit one time. That's one time too many for me. How is it possible? And this is why it is that I get into the backstory, because... It begs the question of how Paul was able to stand so strong in the face of such unspeakable adversity and hardship. What was his secret? I I hate to use that word because it's been hijacked by the world 
it's uh, lost its, its sanctification in a sense when we say, hey, what's the secret to success? What was the secret to Paul's success? I want to know. <laughs> what, what's the secret? How was he able to get through all that he went through? Well, for the answer to the question, I think we need look no further than to what the Apostle James writes in his epistle concerning life's hardships, those trials in our lives. Chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, James writes, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And he's going to say how that's possible. And as I read this, please know that this is also the secret to Paul's success and those like him, including James himself and all of the saints of God that went before us. Here's the secret. You can consider it pure joy. You can get through all that you're going through, those hard times in life, those trials in life. You can even consider it pure joy. You want to know why? Here's why. Because you know, you know, that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Did you catch that? In other words, the perseverance that you need to get through what you're going through, you'll get when you go through what you're going through. Okay, so <laughs> let me try that again. Let me say the same thing, maybe in a better way. You're going through this trial. It's a very difficult hardship in your life. How are you going to get through it? Oh, well, God is going to get you through it. And the way He's going to get you through it is He's going to give you what you need to get through it by giving you the perseverance while in it. Lord, I need perseverance. Okay, here you go. No, I don't want it that way. In other words, what we're saying is, I want out of this. That's what we're really saying. Oh, Lord, get me out of this. And it's as if I can hear God saying, I can't get you out of it. And by the way, you don't want me to get you out of it, because if I get you out of it, then you're going to thwart that which I'm trying to accomplish in your life by allowing you to go through it. You have to go through this because what you need to go through this and everything else you're going to go through in your life is perseverance. And the only way to get that perseverance is to go through it. That's how the perseverance comes. Oh, how I wish it were not that way. I wish one of these days as I'm watching the news on TV, there's going to be a commercial for this new pill that they come out with, that they want you to ask your doctor about, and it's called Perseverix, <laughs> with no side effects. How great would that be? Lord, I need to be able to persevere. Perseverix. It doesn't work that way. 
James is saying that when life gets really hard, and life gets really hard, we can actually consider it pure joy because we know what God is doing in and through the hardship. We know this. It's as if you could say it this way. I'm knowing where God is going in that trial that He's allowing in my life. I know that God is doing something here. God would never allow anything unless it ultimately fulfilled His purpose in the end. And His purpose in the end is always for my good and His glory. And as hard as that situation is in your life, in my life, God will... Not might, God will bring good from it as only He can. You'll see. That's Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible, a life verse, really. Basically, the sweet psalmist of Israel, David, says this, paraphrased. I would have almost lost heart had I not known and remained confident in this one truth. You know what that truth is? The truth is that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. That means this side of heaven. And then it's really interesting because as David was known to do in the Psalms, he starts talking to himself. He's given himself a talking to. In the Psalms, you'll hear him say, Oh, my soul. He's talking to himself. He's trying to encourage himself. Oh, my soul, why be in such despair? For you will again have reason to praise the Lord. And he does the same thing in Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14. He says to himself, (laughs) Wait. Be strong. Wait, wait on the Lord, and you'll see the goodness of the Lord this side of heaven. You'll see, just wait. You'll see. Isn't that something we say sometimes? Just wait. You'll see. I find myself saying that to my daughter all the time, especially the wait part. (laughs) Wait, just wait. You'll see, just wait. And that's what David is saying. And doesn't wait indicate that we have to go through that process of patiently waiting? That's the hardest part of trial sometimes, isn't it? The waiting in the trial, as the Lord does what He wants to do in and through the trial. Listen, what I need in order to get through the hardship I'm experiencing is that which is in the hardship I'm experiencing. And it's only then that I'm able to drink from the cup of joy in spite of it and even because of it. I think about how many times I have fought the Lord, fought against the Lord during the hardship how I, in some ways, made it unnecessarily harder for myself. In the sense that I 
I just didn't really trust the Lord in what I was going through. And really asking the Lord to get me out of it so that I didn't have to go through it. And I just make it harder on myself, fighting against the Lord. You know, there is a beautiful and magnificent freedom that comes from surrender. When you just surrender to the Lord and let perseverance, that's, a, that's an interesting word James writes. It sort of seems to imply that we sometimes don't let perseverance finish its work. In other words, don't, don't fight against what God is doing in this hardship. God is doing a work in your life. And this is how I believe the Apostle Paul was able to get through it. He knew this, and that's how he got through this and all that he went through. Enter our text today where Paul reveals, and I'm, you'll forgive me, going to use the phrase again, he reveals the secret to success, as it were, to how it is that we too can get through those times when, not if, life gets hard. I want to share with you four things that I found. You might find more. I found four in our text, that I hope will be an encouragement as it relates to knowing what God is doing in and through the hardship that you might today be going through. The first one is in verse 1, and I know I'm going to have to explain this, so just bear with me. It's that God may be ruining you for Him. Maybe better said, maybe it's more palatable if I say it this way. God may be breaking you for Him. That's the reason that you're going through what you're going through. Certainly, God had done this in Paul's life. You could say that God ruined Paul for himself, and it's evidenced in what Paul says about being a prisoner of Christ. Notice he doesn't say, I'm a prisoner of Rome. No, he doesn't say that. He says, I'm a prisoner of Christ. You almost get the impression that he's boasting in this. Not in himself. He's boasting in being a prisoner in Christ and for Christ. After we accept Jesus into our lives, we start a journey of faith with Him. We don't always grow in our faith, though. Pastor J.D.'s messages in the book of Ephesians encourage us to continually seek to grow deeper and deeper in our relationship with our Savior. We can't get comfortable and complacent in our walks. By spending time with other believers, diving into the Word, and spending time in communication with Jesus, we'll continue to grow closer to Him. We're so glad you tuned in to Pastor J.D. Farag's teaching today. We'd like to tell you how you can access additional messages. Simply visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and click on Listen to search through our archive of Pastor J.D.'s teachings. Take these messages with you on the go with our mobile app. 
This app is free and provides you with hours of insight into the Bible, helpful links, and even the latest editions of Pastor J.D.'s Mid-East Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. looks into the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to the prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. These messages are new each weekend and will help you put world events into perspective. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are also available to watch on our YouTube channel, which you can access through InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Join us on Facebook as well and keep up to date on everything that's happening at In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for joining us today. Pastor J.D. will continue studying through the book of Ephesians next time on In Spirit and Truth.